New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. Great song by the Scorpions. Back to back, belly to belly, Lou, two days in a row because it's dominating the news cycle. With so many folks in the tri-state area who have either fled to Florida uh, since the lockdown and pandemic of March of 2020 or have secondary homes there, it is of tremendous concern as Hurricane Ian will be smashing through the western side of Cuba near the city of Santiago and then will be ripping north. According to uh, the maps of the National Weather Service, right in the direction, a direct hit on Tampa, St. Petersburg. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you something. Uh, do you think, um, you think, Lou, that Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, We'll actually go down to Florida to offer DeSantis any help. You know, even if it's just a one-day excursion for a photo op. Since we have a lot of uh, New Yorkers, ex-New Yorkers, who are down in the Tampa-St. Petersburg area. Like my brother-in-law, who's a teacher, lives in Saras, excuse me, lives in uh, St. Petersburg. He's right near the shore, about a block away. He and others are under a mandatory evacuation order, 300,000, and it grows by the minute. Areas of Hillsborough County, which includes uh, Tampa, St. Petersburg, that must evacuate. And any of you who have been to Tampa, you know you got to take that long causeway, that, that bridge that goes forever in order to eventually get to St. Petersburg. Gorgeous beaches, but under peril right now. As more and more residents are evacuating inland or, like my brother-in-law, the uh, brother of uh, Nancy, uh, he who has uh, taken his uh, two rescue dogs, his wife, uh, and a packed up and headed towards Orlando, where many folks in that part of Florida are now heading to seek protection from Hurricane Ian that's expected to be gaining even more velocity and be a stage four hurricane with waves cresting up to 15 feet. Tampa St. Petersburg has not had a hurricane of this type in a hundred years. You may have remembered the last hurricane that was just off the coast was uh, at the time of the Republican National Convention when Mitt Romney was being nominated. They had a delay a day because they thought the hurricane would smash into Tampa St. Petersburg. It did not. It veered off. And it became memorable because the person introducing the candidate to the Republican National Committee, if you remember, was Shamu El Jefe Chris Christie for 28 minutes. He spoke all about himself. Never once, never once mentioned that he was there to introduce the Republican candidate, Mitt Romney. 
sort of reminded me, Lou, of the 100th anniversary of WABC at Cipriani's when Frank Morano spent 28 minutes introducing me as the winner of the Lifetime Achievement Award and never once, never once mentioned me, just talked about himself. Well, birds of a feather flock together. But there's the emergency evacuation order that has actually been expanded to Manatee County. Now, I know for a lot of you, Sue, well, Hillsborough County, I get. I got relatives, property down there, but Manatee, Manatee is just south. So if you happen to be a Scientologist and living in uh, Sarasota, that's their headquarters, maybe uh, the Sea Orgs are not going to be able to get you out on the cruise liner that Elron Hebert said was always right outside of Catalina Island. Knock yourselves out. Braddington, Palmetto. It's a great area, Manatee County. Everyone along the coast of Manatee County, Hillsbury County, mandatory evacuation order. I'm in touch with my guardian angels from Tampa, St. Petersburg, and they say the most ridiculous thing of all this, because let's face it, if you're in Florida, uh, it doesn't matter. You're a professional now at dealing with hurricanes, storms, tropical storms, and sometimes hurricanes that just spin off the coastline and end up even going into the Gulf of Mexico or end up going into the Atlantic Ocean. They say again... Every person, Lou, is entitled to 10 sandbags. You must provide ID or your most recent uh, electricity bill. Now, think of it. Up here in New York, you don't even have to show ID to vote. But to get 10 freaking sandbags, you got to show ID or you got to show your most recent electricity bill. Or guess what? No sandbags for you. But what the hell are you going to do? With 10 sandbags, when the waves were expected to crest up to 15 feet. Wow. Uh, That's double trouble down there. Real test for DeSantis. He seems to be ahead of the curve on this. He seems to have the cooperation of all local officials, including Democrats. Again, like I said, if there's one state that's used to dealing with this, it's Florida. And we got to hope for the best. But I guarantee you, the swagger man with no plan, Eric Adams, will not be visiting Florida no matter what the damage. Because it's the land of DeSantis. It's a Republican GOP red state. Instead, we saw Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan. Where did he go? He went to Puerto Rico and he went to the DR. By the way, um, I went on his own Twitter account, Luke. He was savaged unmercifully by New York City residents. There wasn't one positive comment posted on his Twitter account. Now, I follow the Eric Adams Twitter account because most times it's frivolous. It's ribbon cuttings. He's giving certificates of appreciation like a borough president would, not really doing mayoral things. But this... The Twitter account, if you can go on Eric Adams' Twitter account, you can see how it is just blown up. Every post is negative, including from people identifying themselves as Puerto Ricans and as Dominicans. Let me sort of give you a little idea, just a little sample. First off, I posted early on in the process, what's he going to do, help reopen the nightclubs in Puerto Rico? And that blew up, Lou. People were like, yeah, yeah, that's probably the only reason he's there. Let me give you a potpourri of some of the different responses. Without a plan, swagger man, guess what? It's just disaster tourism. 
Disaster tourism. He's right. That's all it is. They want one day in the PR, one day in the DR. Another person wrote, why are you there? We have problems here. Another person, you have no right to spend our tax dollars for your staff and security to travel to the to Puerto Rico and the DR for photo ops. I noticed on the JetBlue plane, his uh, brother Bernard, who's the head of his intel and security, remember we were told the reason he was hired from that um, uh, Virginia Commonwealth University where he was parking cars to lead his security was to protect him from white supremacists. Guess what? There are no white supremacists in Puerto Rico or the DR. What the hell was he doing on that trip? Then another posted, are you planning to do something for New York City anytime soon? Because our city is falling apart. Here's another post. These are on the Eric Adams Twitter feed. Can you not let this be about you? Does it always have to be about you? And then he he equated, remember, he said Puerto Rico is the sixth borough. And uh, people were saying, sixth borough? I never heard that. He said it's attached to our hip. I am completely open. You know, I'm a nightlife man, and I like to test the product. Oh, no doubt about that. Plenty of cocaine in Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic to test you and your entourage. Uh, Lou, a lot of folks uh, were writing on his Twitter account, Six Borough, what about the five boroughs here? Then others wrote, your tagline is getting stuff done. In the meantime, you're getting nothing done. Another person, again, this is on his own Twitter feed. There wasn't one positive post. Now, usually there are some positive posts because you do have supporters of Eric Adams uh, who helped get him elected mayor of the city of New York. They're probably having uh, reservations right now about that. But the point is he generally has some positive comments on this one. It was the most abysmal. Stay there. Don't come back. <laughs> and then Eric Adams responds, not one and done. I'm going to leave my team here, meaning in Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic. And people got even more furious. They said, what do you mean leave your team there? What about here? There's Michigan. There's craziness. And by the way, since when is Puerto Rico the sixth borough? Well, Puerto Rico would have to share that with Boca Raton. As you know, where all the Altacacas have fled in Florida, that's always been considered the sixth borough of the city of New York. And the Poconos has been called the sixth borough of the city of New York. Anyway, in the last 72 hours, Lou, let's look at the crime blotter. 23 people were shot in New York City in 72 hours, two dead on arrival. And the mayor decided to spend his time helping Puerto Rico and the DR. By the way, there's nothing he can do. I have guardian angels in Puerto Rico and in the Dominican Republic. And you know, Lou, what they say, we need two things. We need electricity. We need fresh water. None of the two can Eric Adams supply. And you would figure, okay, if Con Edison went over there and finally uh, would build a big Alice on the southern part of the island and then construct all of those 
uh, power lines that go over the mountains and then into the northern part of Puerto Rico, which is where San Juan is. That would make sense. This makes no sense whatsoever. Meantime, in the other border situation, uh, the headline is gunning for the border as Russia's armed forces are trying to exit as quickly as possible. There are some who are in military service already who are going AWOL over the wall, trying to escape uh, across the border into Finland. Uh, There are a lot who are expected to be conscripts as part of the new order to bring in 300,000 men into service. And I noticed uh, that yesterday, with all that taking place, that uh, Vladimir Putin actually gave citizenship to the whistleblower Edward Snowden, who actually was right. Remember, he was working, he was doing deep research for the National Security Agency during the Barack Obama years. The ultimate boss of the National Security Agency was Clapper, remember? The director, clap on, clap off. And so he drops a whole bunch of files that showed how Clapper and the National Security Agency were collecting massive amounts of communications, metadata, and other information on U.S. citizens in violation of their constitutional right to privacy. Edward Snowden was right. Clapper came before uh, a Senate committee on intelligence in a public hearing and lied. He said, no, 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 we don't do that. The National Security Agency has never done that. We have never violated the constitutional right to privacy. He was cold busted. He was proven wrong. Instead of embracing Eric Snowden, Edward Snowden, and saying, Show us. Show us what's happening. You know, like somebody who hacks into something and then the company, they don't seek to get them arrested. You know what they seek? To employ that man or that woman who is a good hacker and teach us how to better protect ourselves. What we should have done with Edward Snowden, the whistleblower. And remember, whistleblowers always get knocked on their ass, kicked to the curb, abused, uh, just completely, um, well... In this particular case, destroyed. Their their person being destroyed, as he was in this country, considered a traitor. He had no other recourse but to flee to Russia because we wanted him extradited here to the United States to stand trial. That is an absolute shanda, an absolute disgrazia. Edward Snowden, just beware, you may be drafted. He knows New York. He is New York. Cred that the others don't have. Curtis Sliwa, Talk Radio 77, WABC. I like to be in America. Okay, by me in America. Everything free in America. For a small fee in America. Ah, that is our theme when we talk about the illegal invasion uh, into our area. By the way, 77 WABC News Time is uh, 12.34, if you didn't know, and it's 68 degrees. This is our lunchtime edition at WABC, and uh, it's 45 minutes of rip and read and commentary. If you want to call in, you can do so all weekend long when it's uh, always broadcasting, Curtis. But let's get right back uh, to it. It was a newspaper of record who endorsed Eric Adams for mayor. Never even uh, had to sit down with me to give me an opportunity to do my spiel, although I knew the deck was stacked against me. The New York Post front page, tell the truth, Eric Adams. The 14,600 illegal 
aliens have flooded into our city, and most did not come from Greg Abbott. You need to blame President Joe Biden, even though you fancy yourself as the Biden of Brooklyn. And here is the breakdown that the New York Post has. Bus by Texas, Governor Greg Abbott to New York City. 2,700 or approximately 20% of the illegal aliens who have uh, made their final stop, the Port Authority Terminal, every morning on 42nd Street in Times Square. Bus by El Paso, the Democratic mayor, 4,230, that's 31%. And then arrive by other means. These are illegals that oftentimes just stream into our city on a regular basis. About 7,000, that's 49%. So think of it. You go down to El Paso, on the other side of the border is uh, Juarez, controlled by the narco-terrorists. And the flow of illegals is nonstop, mostly from Venezuela and some from Colombia, some from Peru, some from Mexico, El Salvador, Honduras, Guatemala, uh, the DR, uh, just trying to make their way into the country and seek asylum. The Democratic mayor, who has been in regular contact with Eric Adams and had the green light given to him by uh, Eric Adams to have the illegals be sent to New York City, 50 total buses have brought more than the 4,000 illegal aliens from El Paso into New York City. And you say to yourself, how come he's so coochie-coochie with El Paso and bashes and trashes uh, Greg Abbott, who offered him again since he saw him on his vacation, one-day vacation to the PR and the DR, come on down to the border and see for yourself. Eric Adams has said ixnay on that. Instead, from the city that produced Beto O'Rourke that's challenging Abbott for the governorship of Texas, uh, he has decided to do a shit-off with El Paso and accept all the illegal aliens. That, that is the craziest things imaginable. And to give you an idea, anybody coming across the border who has no family contacts and no sponsorship north of the border, all they got to do is sign a document that says, in English only, to protect the city, the Democratic city of Beto O'Rourke and of El Paso, that the city of El Paso is not responsible for personal injury, property damage, or any other misfortune on the bus. Welcome to America, illegals. Where the biggest business you're going to see is a group of lawyers who practice their martial art all day, I sue, I sue, the ambulance chasers, who will soon be trying to involve themselves with you. Let's head up to the Bronx, Lou, where they're already putting up the big tent, pitching the big tent. No, it's not the circus. It's a tent that will house 1,000 single, able-bodied males, most of them Venezuelans. This is almost like uh, when Jimmy Carter was on the shores of the east coast of Florida, Miami Beach, welcoming the Mariolitos who had been released behind the sugarcane curtain of Fidel and Raul Castro. They came to the shores. They flooded Florida. They spread to other areas in America, and they caused enormous crime problems. So much so, they were housed in a uh, National Guard um, Almost like you could call a internment camp uh, outside of Little Rock, Arkansas. They burnt it down, and as a result, then Governor Bill Clinton lost re-election on that issue, only to come back, unfortunately, and become governor-elected again. Uh, that's just a warning. 
It happened with the Mariolitos. It's going to happen now with the Venezuelans. So uh, reporters went up to the Bronx, Lou, and they went into the surrounding neighborhoods, especially the city island, which is connected. It is really the closest area with any population to where the uh, tent will be put pitched at the uh, Orchard Beach uh, parking lot. And um, I don't know if they're going to pull the bridge up. You know, it's a bridge that goes up and down depending on the, uh, the, the maritime traffic. I don't know if they're going to pick the bridge up, but they're terrified. They're saying this is crazy. Uh, and then in surrounding neighborhoods on the other side of the uh, Bruckner and the um, New England Thruway, they're saying that's crazy too. These people are going to come flooding in our neighborhoods. So all day long, the phone of yours truly, Curtis Lee, were blowing up from City Island residents. Please, Curtis, can you have guardian angels come out and patrol our area? We will start patrolling as of Saturday. Uh, something we never, ever, ever had to do before, Lou. Never. We're in neighborhoods like Bay Ridge, which has had a rash of shootings and burglaries. Likewise in Dyker Heights. Now we'll be in City Island. In the neck, Throg's neck. Never were asked to ever be there before. Crime is everywhere in this city. And the mayor, the swagger man, Eric Adams, just does not seem to give Jack Diddley's squad. So the tent is being put up. The residents of the Bronx, remember, predominantly Hispanic, mostly Puerto Rican, mostly Dominican in that area, are saying, oh, we don't want them here. It'll just be double trouble. And they don't believe what the city is telling them. And, oh, no, these young, single, able-bodied males with no families up here, no sponsorship, nobody to rein them in, will just be there for four days until they get processed into another New York City shelter. Are you crazy? They're going to know. I ain't going to no shelter. I'm getting out of here. You'll see them all throughout City Island. You'll see them all throughout that area of the Bronx, going all the way up to the neck. So we'll be there. We are not going to... um, We are not going to abandon you like your elected officials in the Bronx... In fact, even though the people of the Bronx universally are opposed to having that encampment in Orchard Beach in the parking lot, their borough president, a woman of no consequence, Lou, if you went up to an average person in the Bronx and said, who's your borough president, they would say, huh? Do we have a borough president? Vanessa Gibson has said, oh, it's the wrong time and the wrong place. They should not be posted here in this tent. But I will not oppose Eric Adams. He is uh, my brother in solidarity. So F you, residents of the Bronx. You're stuck with a thousand single, able-bodied, illegal alien men in Venezuela who have absolutely nothing to do with their time. And when they find out, they're going to be eventually shuttled off to the shelters that are in disarray, that are filled with violence in which the local shelter residents are definitely going to be all over them. You better believe they're going to be breaking out. And they're going to be coming to a neighborhood near you. And the closest neighborhoods are City Island and the Northern Bronx. We will not forsake you, ladies and gentlemen, up in that area. We will have Guardian Angels and City Island uh, starting as of Saturday. End this song because now it's time to take some credit, Lou. Time to take some credit for a video that you saw probably on last night's news that caused you to say, my God, how horrible. You saw a man, a black man, running through what is a pristine, brand-new subway station, the connection at Howard Beach from the A-Train. 
to the buses that then take you to the terminals of JFK. And it really is. It's a state-of-the-art connection. We only wish that the rest of our subway system was as clean as pristine because this is where the tourists come through, uh, the visitors and others who think uh, that it'll cost them a hell of a lot less money to take the uh, uh, what used to be the train to the plane. Remember when the A-train, uh, Lou, was the train to the plane and people would take that, and then they no longer called it the train to the plane because it does not avoid the stops. The train, the original A-train, train to the plane, they would get on at Howard Beach, and they'd, they'd make like maybe two stops in Brooklyn, next stop Manhattan. Now you get on the A-train, it takes all the stops in East New York, Brownsville, I warn people coming into the city, you think you're saving money, you are, but you may be taking your life into your hands. Don't do it. And you saw this vicious video of a man attacking a woman over and over again. He threw her into the token booth. By the way, nobody was in the token booth. No police there whatsoever. He stomps the hell out of her over and over and over. And he pretty much leaves her for dead. I want uh, A.J. Burkett of Channel 7 News because they jumped on this story, and I, I'll tell you its origin because we, we need to give credit where credit is due. I was talking about this all day on Sunday, both from 3 to 5 in my afternoon segment, and then so nice I did it twice from 9 to 11. I kept referring to the video. I kept referring to people who were calling me up from Old Howard Beach, New Howard Beach, even Hamilton Beach, which is not a a blender, but is, uh, I would call it a little bit of the, what do we call it, the Shanty Irish, not the Lace Irish, Lou. You know, they're right there uh, next to uh, the A-train. And it was encouraged. you got to send guardian angels here. you got to have them patrol the station, my God. And they shared the video with me. Now, they got the video. Because somebody who works in the MTA lives in New Howard Beach. I'm not going to drop dime on him. I'm not going to rat him out. He'd lose his job at J Street Borough Hall. And it started to get picked up by residents there. They sent it right to me. I railed about it. Nothing was done. Monday morning, we dug in to a combination of the efforts of our WABC crack news team. We had Jimmy Olsen, uh, better known as Frankie Diaz, and Lydia Serrano do a deep uh, dig along with me. And we ran into roadblocks. NYPD was blaming the Port Authority police. Port Authority police were blaming the NYPD. I want you to listen to the start of the Channel 7 News last night. We are going to begin this evening with a vicious attack that again raises questions about the criminal justice system. All right, that was the lead story. Before that, it was no story at all. So by 1 o'clock, I said, okay, we're running into roadblocks. I'm going to give it to the New York Post. I have a lot of friends there that I've developed relationships. I said, they have the ability to go and connect all the dots on this enemy of society and things that the NYPD and the Port Authority police were stonewalling us on. I want you to listen to A.J. Burkett's report because I could not have done it any better. A woman on her way to work at Kennedy Airport was pummeled to the ground, punched and then kicked at the air train station in Howard Beach. This video is from security cameras at that station. Police did make an arrest and it turns out the suspect has a long history of attacking people. The victim spoke exclusively to Eyewitness News reporter N.J. Burkett. Do you know how scared I am now? 
was never forced to be a scare. Elizabeth Gomes was beaten so badly, she stands to lose the vision in her right eye. Her head throbs with pain, and she's barely slept in a week. Not since she was attacked in the Howard Beach Air Train Station six days ago. I can't see anything on my right side, honestly. And it just hurts. Elizabeth was on her way to work at JFK. She had just gotten off the A train and was headed up the stairs to the air train platform when she was attacked from behind. Smashed in the head with a bottle and she never saw it coming. In the MTA's surveillance video, Elizabeth is dragged across the concourse and slammed headlong into a wall. She is punched mercilessly and kicked repeatedly. When a man tries to intervene, he is chased away before the suspect turns back to Elizabeth and kicks her five times before he calmly walks away into the transit system. She says he was muttering incoherently about Satan in the moments before the attack. He's talking about the devil. He's talking about a whole bunch of nonsense. Her husband is heartbroken and furious. Man, I watch a video and I tear my heart out. Do you hear me? The suspect was later arrested, identified by police as 41-year-old Waheed Foster. In 1995, law enforcement sources say Foster was arrested for murdering his 82-year-old foster grandmother in a brutal beating at the age of 14. Six years later, he was arrested for stabbing his 21-year-old sister with a screwdriver. And in 2010, arrested for attacking three workers at the Creedmoor Psychiatric Center, where he was an inpatient. He was on parole at the time of last week's attack. It happened at 5.15 a.m. Elizabeth says there were no police officers anywhere in the station. No one to prevent the attack. And no one on the scene to respond to it. Every day is an incident in the subway. What happened to all these police officers? They said they will have there to protect us, to be there. There's like nobody to be found. I, I don't understand. That said it all. Where are all the police officers that Eric Adams, the swagger man, promised to flood into the subway system? Where is the police commissioner, Sewell? Missing in action, you never see her. She's supposed to move into the city of New York according to the guidelines when you become police commissioner within six months of appointment. She refuses to leave Nassau County. She said, I'm not coming into New York City, which suggests to me she'll be putting in her papers, retirement papers in October and out of there by January 1st. They have abandoned the subway system. Do you think Eric Adams with his entourage when they came back JetBlue last night took the bus from the JetBlue terminal and JFK over to Howard Beach, the connection to the A train, and took that back? Of course not. Do you think he took a moment to just assess the situation that still, as of yesterday, had no freaking cops there? Not from the Port Authority, not from the NYPD. And what they did was embargo this tape. The MTA never wanted you to see this tape. They just want your money. That's why it's the money-taking agency. Thankfully, one of their employees got it to me, and we let the whole world know on WABC, the 50,000 powerful for watts of sound, twice on Sunday on my two programs. We went to work on it on Monday. What we couldn't uh, tie together because we don't have the lifetime uh, connections that the New York Post did does, the New York Post blew it up. 
by 1 o'clock in the afternoon. It was up online. It was the lead story, Lou, and the rest of the media followed. Thank God they did. That's why you heard it. It's the first story of Eyewitness News last night and Jay Burkett. If not for us, you would have never known about it. Never. MTA disgraziata embargoing. Maybe the, one of the most vicious beatings of a woman I've ever seen. She's going to lose an eye as a result of this attack. And the NYPD and Port Authority, oh, which way did he go? Pointing figures at one another. This is probably the most disgraceful, disgraceful attempt to keep information from we the people who pay all the bills to keep this city afloat. That's why you listen to WABC 247365. Those stories that get covered up out there, you know me. You, that's why you listen to Curtis Lee, because I know where all the bones are buried and who buried it. I know this city backwards, forwards, every which way. Nobody knows the city like me, and we're going to continue to bring this news and information to you because it's the only way things are going to get better. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. Ah, Lou, we have uh, so far scored the Daily Double. In terms of Italian-American events, it was the uh, birthday of what would have been, I don't know how old Marco Polo would have been, maybe 400, 500, who knows. Uh, Right before the San Gennaro feast, remember Marco Polo and his many trips uh, to uh, China. Uh, With Kubla Khan, they have brought back the Chinese noodles, which eventually, Lou, became... Macaroni and spaghetti. Yep, the Chinese invented that. I hate to bust your bubble out there, Italians, but it was a Chinese invention. But put that aside, then we had the 11 days of the San Gennaro Festival, and I told all of you, I've never seen the festival so dirty in my life on the floor. All the garbage, emotionally disturbed people, homeless people roaming about. But again, it was at the epicenter of celebrating Italian-American pride. And now, Lou... We go towards uh, the annual Columbus Day Parade on October 10th. And there are Democrats out there in the State Assembly and State Senate. Remember, uh, they are uh, they are the supermajority there, led by Cousins in the State Senate and Hasty in the Assembly. They want to end Columbus Day. They want to end the parade. They want to end it as a holiday here in New York State. And they're hell-bent on destroying it. Uh, I will tell you that I've been given permission to do the broadcast starting at 12, Lou, from uh, the sidelines of the start of the Columbus Day Parade on October 10th. Obviously, afterwards, I finish my shift. I'll be marching in the parade, as I did last year with the Guardian Angels. An election year, I might add, and the media gave a pass to Eric Adams, the swagger man, who was then Brooklyn Borough president running against me, he did not march in the parade. He did not march in the parade. And yet Italian-American group after Italian-American group, oh, Eric Adams, he'll be a good mayor. Hey, he has done Ugats. So now this is the litmus test. 
Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, loves to spend time in Puerto Rico and Dominican Republic on vacation at taxpayers' expense while the city is imploding. He better be at the parade. He better be at the parade. And Italian-American groups had better not give him a pass like they did last year. Because that would be a double disgraziata. I'm calling on Chaz Palmentary, who has defended the parade, who has defended keeping the statue of Columbus in Columbus Circle. And this statue, actually, it's a bust that the Albanians now protect at the park on Belmont North Avenue, uh, Little Italy there. The statue outside of the state court building downtown Brooklyn in the shadow of Brooklyn Borough Hall and the Columbus statue in Astoria, keeping it firm. Chaz, you got to take on Eric Adams. You got to make sure he's at the parade. If nothing more to show support for this parade continuing and support for the four statues of Christopher Columbus remaining up in the streets, uh, uh, up in the uh, boroughs of New York City. To be continued, I will be broadcasting live from the start of the Columbus Day Parade. And I'm going to take a note. All of you elected officials out there, if you're not attending, especially this parade, so important, as your fellow Democrats are trying to destroy it, I will bring it to the attention of the largest news talk audience in the nation here on WABC. Meantime... Rarely, if ever, did I ever give credit to Andrew Evilize Cuomo. That's uh, King Cuomo II, the son of Mario Facha Bruta Cuomo, King Cuomo I. But he would always be at the annual Columbus Day Parade. He would always defend maintaining the statues, maintaining the tradition, and claiming that it was also, obviously, in honor of the uh, working class, mostly uh, Southern Italians who came here, dug the ditches, constructed New York City and were called Dagos, Wops, uh, and Guineas for so many years. And in, before World War II, were not even considered white. We're not even considered white. So I rarely give credit to Andrew Evilized Cuomo, but he maintained the tradition. Now, for Eric Adams, the swagger man who came back from the DR, probably trying to keep the nightclubs open in the DR since uh, they closed, no electricity. If he had taken a moment to go to the cathedral, the Roman Catholic Cathedral in downtown Santo Domingo, that's where the bones of Christopher Columbus are buried. So if I hear that you're not even intending to march in the prayer, I don't want you going to the dinners and, and the celebrations out there and saying, oh, I'm pro. You must be at the parade, including all the other Democrats, or else the wrath of Curtis Lee will, will be upon you. 